Congratulations, you've made it to the honor roll. I'm Chris Dunn, and I'll be introducing you to the people who make Fayette County Public Schools excellent. Our district annually ranks among the best in both the state of Georgia and nation academically, and we want to shine the spotlight on everyone who helps our students thrive. Behind every successful school day is a team of people worthy of recognition, and they each have their own story to tell. Join us as we dive in and learn about their journeys, their inspirations, and their whys on the honor roll. Welcome to the Honor Roll. I'm Chris Dunn, and here with me today is uh, Brett Garvin. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Brett Garvin, uh, head football coach at Sandy Creek, retiring. Uh, also teach social studies at Sandy Creek High School for the last 22 years. Gotcha. And um, we'll start there with that. You're retiring, and, and you're retiring on top of your game as a state football champion coach. How's that feel to go out on top? Uh, you can't write a better, can't, can't write a better ending uh, if you tried, I don't think. I think... Uh, when any young coach comes into the game, that's the I'm gonna win a state championship my last year. And <laughs> walk away. Yeah. Uh, well, you came true. So what yeah. else can I say? Because I mean, you know, me putting me looking at retirement and weighing those options mm-hmm. has been something that's been a process since before right. the 22 season. So it was kind of already somewhat in the works. You know, yeah. And so it wasn't actually hinging on right. winning. It just kind of worked out that way. So what's next for you? My wife and I uh, are moving the Garvin Show to <laughs> Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to coach and teach over there gotcha. uh, at, a, at a high school there in Myrtle Beach. I'm being from South Carolina originally. It was always kind of our dream yeah. to go to the coast, somewhere along the coast, right. uh, and, and coach and teach. And she's going to work for a little bit longer and kind of get her house settled yeah. up. And, and it just worked out. So I had reached out to several coaches up and down the mm-hmm. coast and um, for a job and this one just kind of worked out and gotcha. everything lined up and then we won that lined yeah. up and so it was just kind of I guess it's God telling me this is where you're supposed to be because everything just worked out it's been a piece of cake to get it all. So you said you're going to be an assistant kind of? Yeah I'm going to be a, a DC assistant over there and just release a lot a lot of the responsibility. I don't have to deal with it I ain't got to go to booster club meetings I ain't got <laughs> Angry parents in my mm-hmm. office. I don't have any of those. You know, no offense, no podcast to do. I'm just going to coach and, <laughs> and uh, you know, enjoy myself and enjoy the beach. And my wife and I have actually already – we closed on our house first week in July. Okay. And uh, so getting all that done. I was over there the last couple of weeks for numerous days, meeting with lenders, seeing houses, getting gotcha. a contract, getting inspection, getting all of those things done so that when it's time, we're ready to go. Yeah. And uh, so, yep, pretty excited. And you mentioned you're you're from South Carolina, so let's kind of start talking about your early life. Tell us about where you grew up and went to school. Well, actually, I grew up in Greenwood, and that okay. was kind of the whole for me, mm-hmm. and me knowing that that my time here was kind of coming to yeah. an end. I scheduled Greenwood intentionally because I wanted to take our team. I even volunteered to go there the first yeah. year because I wanted to take these guys back and show them. Yeah, you know, we ate the same cheeseburger. <laughs> that we ate when I played there. Yeah. That, it's called the Dixie. That's where I got them from. Okay. That's where we hung out as teenagers. That's who fed us in our post-game meals yeah. at Greenwood High. Uh, so we got to do all of those things, and I showed them, you know, kind of my old stomping grounds. Cause that, and that was kind of the mystique of me doing that. Was, right. was really for me, but I wanted our kids to be able to play mm-hmm. an out-of-school powerhouse. And, yeah. and so, but it was, there were some personal 
I guess, for lack of a better term, <laughs> some, 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 the idea was I get to take them back to where right. I grew up and show them all yeah. that. So. And then did you play uh, ball I, in college? I, yep. When I graduated Greenwood, I went to Presbyterian, which yeah. is right up the road. The Blue Hose. The Blue Hose uh, up in uh, Clinton, South Carolina. And then it was find it kind of funny because when I finished there, I was a student coach there for one year, and then my career took me to Kentucky. Gotcha. Uh, where I worked on my master's degree. Uh, one of the coaches at PC was friends with the guy in Kentucky via Carson Newman, which was also in our conference gotcha. at PC. And so I went up there for two years, and then I recruited some kids that were from Thomasville, Georgia. Right. Well, that's where I, how I ended up in Georgia. Is I went to Thomasville. George Bobo was the head coach. Gotcha. Mike Bobo was our quarterback. Oh, well. Wow. So, all right, and Kirby – Played for his daddy yeah. at Bainbridge. Okay. So that's how long ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and that's how I ended up in Georgia. And as with any profession, once you spend several years right. in it, like a state, yeah. you kind of kind of stay in that state. Yeah, for retirement and all that. Right, to get all that lined up right. So, so how, just, how'd you find your way down to Tyrone? Well, interesting. Um, when I was at Union College, yeah. okay. One of the new teams in our region was a team called Tusculum. Okay. The quarterback at Tusculum was Chip Walker. Yeah. And I knew his daddy uh, then when I came to Georgia yeah. because when Big Walker <laughs> was at <laughs> Stevens County, yeah. all right, one of my defensive coordinators at pre-PC knew him okay. and had coached there or with him somehow he had been there with Rodney right. Jeff Burke who is now the principal at a middle school I think in Pendleton South Carolina okay. and so I knew that had that connection right. and then I knew Chip and then we ended up coaching some uh, together in middle Georgia at the at some of the offensive line quarterback receiver camps we ended gotcha. up coaching together and so of course coach Householder yeah. coached with me after Thomasville, I went to Blakely County. Yeah. All right. Well, Coach Householder was at Blakely County. When we left Blakely County, Coach Householder came here. I went to Fannin. Yeah. So I had that connection here as well also. Gotcha. And and for you to be at one school um, so long, that's that doesn't happen that often in, in football coaching. That's got kind of a blessing in there. Yes, it is. It's been it's been a huge blessing. I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, well, you know, I'm from all over, really, but, you know, if you look at the number of years, this mm-hmm. has kind of been my home. Both of my boys went to elementary right. school, went to middle school, played high school ball here. Yeah. Uh, so this is more home to me right. as far as an adult than any place I've ever been. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, it is bittersweet leaving, but you know, it's time to move on to another yeah. chapter. And, um, and we talk about you playing football, but uh, what uh, what inspired you to get into coaching? Well, uh, as I was my coach – it actually probably more than anything was uh, I needed one more year. I played as a true freshman, so I didn't get a redshirt year. Gotcha. And so I needed that one extra mm-hmm. semester to graduate. And so my college coach said, well, just come on and work with us. We'll pay you. We'll put you on scholarship yeah. and pay your tuition. Um, and then you can coach for us. And, and doing that, I really kind of fell in love with coaching and yeah. that aspect of it. And, and I knew I always wanted to be around football right. in some capacity. Uh, and then 
everybody always asks, well, why didn't you go into college? Well, you know, I knew I wanted to have kids. Right. I didn't want all that travel. You mm-hmm. know, college college coaches have a rough go now from, right. you know, in the month of January and then from April to the end of May. Right. Like, they don't see their families. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, if if I had boys and they mm-hmm. played on Saturday, was I not going to get to go watch them play? Yeah. You know, I went to probably 90% of all, both of my boys' college games, yeah. whether they played or didn't play. Then I noticed, especially the last couple of years, you've had a lot of former Sandy Creek players on on the staff. Is that kind of your chance to kind of repay that kind well, of Well, a little bit, and I wanted these kids to understand part of one of the things we tried to teach this generation mm-hmm. because I think, because, you know, it's been a long time since Calvin played. You know, yeah. it's been a long time since any of those guys played. And, and uh, so I wanted to bring back – I wanted the kids on the team to understand what they were playing for. And it yeah. wasn't just each other on the team. You're playing for a lot of guys that played before right. you that that care what's happening in this program. So part of one of the things that we talked a lot about with this year groups this year's group was legacy and what the legacy's been handed down to them right. and how they were gonna lead the legacy for the next group. And, right. And so I thought, well, you know what, I got an opportunity to bring these guys mm-hmm. back. Uh, I'll bring them back. You know, they were very smart football yeah. guys, but it was also to show the kids mm-hmm. what this is. These guys are watching now, right? And so that was part of it too, because I had Nick and Bo and Javon and Harper. Yeah, I had all those guys back for that reason mm-hmm. you know, to to kind of reemphasize yeah. what we were trying to teach yeah. the kids. And then uh, personally, were there was there any like specific coach or teacher that really Yes. Left an impact you know, on you. It's, it's funny, that it, and he came to the Greenwood game. Okay, okay. Uh, Coach Ronnie Peeler was our offensive line coach when I played in high school, and he's still there. Uh, he still teaches, and I think he's going to help. You know, because the head coach at, at Greenwood, we played together. Chris okay. and I played together, and Coach Peeler always told me, he "said Look, if you're going to be a coach, yeah." And it's kind of funny. I'd never understood it because he didn't explain it. He just said, "Don't come back home till you're ready to retire." And you Gotcha. I didn't ever understand. I understand now yeah. what he was doing. You know, and he actually came to the game, and I talked to him on the phone uh, a couple times yeah. since then. And uh, and I said, I finally get it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think if, you know, if you're not on a sports team, you don't really realize it's, it becomes its own family. And these are, these are some lifetime bonds you're building. That's right. Yeah, and it was, you know, yeah, I guess – Anytime you go through a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative, right. I think the people you go through that experience with, you're a lot closer to them right. than just your average everyday acquaintances. Yeah. And so when, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why you find out a lot of football players are lifelong buddies with those guys right. they played with. And I think it's because of the uh, traumatic is probably not the right word to use there, but, right. the, but the, that hard mm-hmm. being yelled at, being screamed at, yeah. being pushed, you know, being made to bleed, being mm-hmm. made to throw up, whatever happens yeah. to them. And you had each other's back. During the course of the summer, and then they go out in a game, mm-hmm. you know, and the guy on across from them is whipping their tail. Well, they know they can <laughs> depend on this guy yeah. to come help them save the day. And I think that whole experience just – it's just different for people. Yeah. You know, and people, you know – there's a lot of people I depend on. My wife, you know, of course, like you could say a marriage is the same traumatic experience. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I couldn't function without my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see eye to eye. We probably don't see eye to eye more yeah. 
then we do see eye to eye. Right. But I know at the end of the day, she's sitting at home mm-hmm. and she has my back and I hope she feels the same way. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I, either one of us could function without the other. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the, the relationship that ultimately gets built in football is, mm-hmm. you know, I got to have this guy next to me. Yeah. I can't win without him and I, he can't win without me. So yeah. whether I like him or don't like him is irrelevant. <laughs> I got to find a way right. to coexist with this guy on the football field. Yeah. And I think putting your, the, your body and your personality under those stressors mm-hmm. really builds a friendship. That last, you know, one of my best friends, we talk two or three times a week yeah. play ball with. Yeah. And so we'll kind of, along those lines, uh, there, there's not, you know, a lot of, not a lot of attention paid to the South side. There's not been a ton of powerhouses down here, but uh, Sandy Creek, I mean, a lot of state titles, always in the mix, produces a lot of talent. What is it that makes Sandy Creek football special? Uh, I think the big thing is our coaching staffs mm-hmm. have always been, I don't know that older is the right word, but, you know, I can remember just like yesterday in 2007, 2008, us meeting as a staff going, what, what do we got to do? We got to do something to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And after we would go around and talk about it with those staffs, yeah. there was one common denominator. We need to be tougher on the kids. Yeah, We need to be harder. Mm-hmm. We need to make the kids harder. And, uh, you know, we need to hold them more accountable right. to things. And so we just started, I guess, about 2006, seven mm-hmm. ish somewhere in there. Every year, if we didn't win it, we just ramped up on them a little bit harder. Yeah. And we started screaming at them a little bit more, <laughs> you know. And, and they were either going to get in line mm-hmm. and buy and get on board, and, and they did. And then yeah. 9, 10, 12, and, you know, and then we, we ran into just, I don't know what happened from yeah. 12 to 22. But, you know, when, when me and Coach Duff were talking about it. Today, actually, you know, when you look back at it, you, you had a change of head coach during mm-hmm. that time period, which is naturally going to set the team back some. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the head right. coach is. It's going to set the program back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then we had, uh, you know, we went to the semis in 19. Right. Thought we had a chance to win it there. Really thought we had a yeah. team that could have done it. Uh, didn't play well against Oconee. And then 20 hits, which mm-hmm. that hits. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in America is trying to forget that year. Yeah. You know, and then 21, we beat Cedar Grove here. Yeah. Should have thought we had a chance to beat Carver. Mm-hmm. And then we go probably, I think some of our players probably put the cart for a horse and mm-hmm. coaches too, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, we got the first round with Dawson. We go up there yeah. and we just could not operate. We couldn't function. We couldn't mm-hmm. do anything we were supposed to do. Which, I'm a firm believer that experience solidified yeah. 22 for us. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, and it's just – so, I mean, you know, there were some years mm-hmm. in between the, 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 the 12 and the 22 right. team that we had opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and I, and, but I think it's just, you know, we got a great mix of blue-collar mm-hmm. kids here, um, parents work, yeah. parents demand that their kids work. Yeah. And then, you know, parents demand that you are hard on their kids because yeah. uh, they want their kids trained that way. And, and then they'll show up for you in the stands on well, Friday nights, too. Yeah, that's right. And I told this telling, I was talking to Isaiah Johnson yesterday. Mm-hmm. He came by the house yesterday. Yeah. And, um, he said, well, what's different? I said, well, this group was just like y'all's group. If right. we said, hey, you got to be at the school 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're picking apples. They'd show up right? because that's what they're supposed to do. 
yeah. and they buy into whatever's going on, right. and so it becomes easy, yeah. you know, or a little easier, I should say, <laughs> to coach those guys because yeah. the, you know they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing, they're going to be there. Right. And if they can, if they're going to willing to commit to be there to work, well, then they got a chance. Yeah. And uh, so, and that's the way it was in nine, ten, and twelve. Whatever we were doing, yeah. whether it was picking apples, washing cars, yeah. running forty hundreds, they were going to be there because they're supposed to be there, right. and that made it a lot easier. And that's one of the things I always loved about football too is it's it's the ultimate team sport. I mean, you can have a blue chip running back or a great linebacker, but you gotta you gotta have a long snapper and a holder and a left guard. It's you gotta have everyone working together. That's correct, and the, you know I don't care how good the running back is if those front five. If those big guys aren't any good, well, he's, yeah. he's not going to, you right. know, and, and and I'm not pointing the finger at anybody, but, right. you know, we played Nick Chubb mm-hmm. in 2000, I don't know when it was, probably 13, 14, somewhere, 15, somewhere, somewhere in yeah. there. You know, they came down here, and I, I mean, because that's about as good a back as you're yeah. ever going to see, you know, uh, but our defense was faster than their offensive line, yeah. much more aggressive than their offensive line. And you know we ended up beating. Yeah. And uh, and I don't think it wasn't because Nick Chubb wasn't very right. good because he's as good as they get. Yeah. It was. It just takes mm-hmm. all twenty-two people that play. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, they got to be able to function. Yeah. In that environment. Um. So not including the state championship wins, favorite moment or moments coaching Sandy Creek football. Ooh. There's been a lot of those. Chris, be hard to narrow that down. Uh, and I know it's, it had to have been pretty special getting to coach both of your boys. Well, yes, being able to coach my boys and watch my boys thrive and go on to college, mm-hmm. and both of them have now graduated college. Yeah. And so, really, and they started out on the sidelines too as ball well, boys. And you such know, too. It, this is a very unique – Fayette mm-hmm. County schools are unique the way they're built because you built in pods. So right. they go to elementary school right across the street. Yeah. They go to middle school right across the street, yeah. and then they come here. So you – you kind of get to be involved in every aspect of yeah. your kids' lives and and then watching them. And then, yes, they migrated to ball boys. Mm-hmm. And they play, you know, Teal. We didn't have a youth league when Cole was here, but yeah. Teal played in our youth league. Yeah. And then he, you know, migrated to the middle school and yeah. then he comes over to the high school and watching them excel and all of that and being a part of mm-hmm. it, you know. And, and Teal always reminds me, well, I didn't get to win anything, you know. <laughs> Bless his heart, you know, because Cole won two state championships right. as a player, mm-hmm. uh, and then we that that spell when we weren't winning, Till was playing, yeah. and uh, so uh, yeah, that kind of makes him angry. I think. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, we tried. It wasn't we weren't. It wasn't that we were not trying, and, buddy. And you ran into guys like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Well, that. yeah, and Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. You know that. Apart from my boys, if you take all that mm-hmm. out of the equation, when I sit down and. It's not a moment, but yeah. to think about all the people, the players mm-hmm. that I've played, that I've coached against, you know, from the Trevors, yeah. Deshaun's to, um, man, the list goes on mm-hmm. and on. Plus the, you know, the Calvins that you got to coach. Right. And, you know, this school has really made a mark on yeah. this sport uh, throughout the, the yeah. years uh, from the Corey Griffins. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, when I look at it, no, we didn't have 16 players playing right. in the league. Mm-hmm. But you know you got Mike Hilton who's just played in two yeah. Super Bowls. Yeah, man, that's that's phenomenal. Or one Super Bowl. I yeah. think maybe the semis they got beat. I don't yeah. remember two years ago. But still, when you yeah. look at that, you're like, dude, 
That's impressive. And that says something about you as a coach, too, that all these players are wanted to stay around the game. If they didn't love the game under you, I, they well, could have hung up know. the cleats long ago. I just love the game. <laughs> Again, it makes my job easy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's funny because uh, I tell a Mike Hilton story. Uh, you know, we're playing Peach County yeah. in that first state championship year. It was nine or ten, was it nine? Yeah, no. It was nine. Mm-hmm. So that's right when I started the newspaper. Yeah, we, we, were, we were playing them, and he fumbles the ball. We're in the quarterfinals. Yeah. No, we're in the second round because we played Griffin in the – no, that's right. Yeah, because we played – we played in nine. We played Peach. Might have been the quarterfinals. Yeah. I can't remember the order because yeah. it was – I know what who what teams we played yeah. in the whole run. I just can't remember right. what order every time. But um, – when you play in that many high six playoff games, <laughs> it gets tough. But you know, he fumbles the ball right for half. Mm-hmm. Well, he is just distraught. I mean, he's yeah. he's tears. He, I said, Mike, dude, you fumbled it, but mm-hmm. we recovered it and we gained an extra ten yards on the fumble. <laughs> it's not that bad. Right. I said, I promise, before this game's over, you're going to do something. Yeah. That's going to and and they drive they're driving down to get within three points. Mm-hmm. I think of the game. And he picks the ball on the like one yard line yeah. and returns it out to like the fifty. I said, "Told you, <laughs> you know, just yeah. because you just know what kind of character our kids are. It's always being like, coach. We got this. Yeah, we're gonna win. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, we'll step away from football for a minute and talk about uh, the classroom. Yes. Um, tell us how did you settle on the classes you'd like to teach? Uh, well, you know, I just we've always been kind of a history guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it was. It's one I like to stand up and talk to the kids. Yeah. You know, math is great. Math is maybe more important than history, probably. You know, but the kids are going to sit there and they're going to yeah. work problems. Well, I, I didn't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I sure didn't want to do English. That had been a little much, probably. But <laughs> so I, I kind of settled on history because that way we can talk and we mm-hmm. have conversation and lecture, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, and, and get to reach the kids that way and tell stories. That, that's fun to me. I enjoy yeah. that. Especially when they hear things, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh wow, I didn't know that." You know, yeah. you know, you get that aha moment a lot <laughs> in history. Yeah. And then, so you're one of the few coaches I know that that has a doctorate. <laughs> uh, what pushed you to to go that route? Well, I, you know, it's funny because me and my wife were talking when I came to Sandy mm-hmm. Creek. I had only been coaching high school football for eight years now. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it wasn't like I was long in the tooth when I got right. here. And and I told my wife, I said, well, you know, if I'm going to be a stickler about their education, right? well, then I need to be. I don't need to just tell them. Yeah. I need to do it. So I said, I'm going back. And Dr. Pattis, Pattis was here, yeah. and he was finishing his up yeah. through the same school, Nova Southeastern. Okay. And he turned me on to it, and I said, okay, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. That way, if they say anything, I said, ah, you can't <laughs> say, Coach. Because yeah. Coach did it. Yeah. So I went back, got it three years done. And, uh, you know, so, and, uh, yeah, that's that was always, that's always kind of been a, I don't know, kind of makes me grin yeah. when people say, you have your doctorate? Mm-hmm. It just kind of makes me grin. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, uh, and because it's more about walking the walk, not mm-hmm. just talking the talk with the kids. You ever want to make the kids call you Dr. Coach Garvin? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it still kind of makes me a little uneasy when people call me that. Yeah. Garvin, I'm like, <laughs> just call me coach. Yeah. Nice. So classroom-wise, uh, what's your favorite topic 
to talk about? Is uh, there a particular like to talk time about, period? Well, you know, in, in world history, I like when we get to Genghis Khan, mm-hmm. which if everybody knows what Sandy Creek and our story, the Black Flag, that, that's where that all comes yeah. from. Uh, but now in U.S. history, I like to talk about the wars, particularly the world wars gotcha. and the leadership during the world wars and, and that kind of stuff is real interesting to me. Uh, you know, most people don't know that the one job that Eisenhower kept getting, the army kept putting him in that position before yeah. he became the central allied commander yeah. was the football coach at West Point. <laughs> I just go, oh, there you go. Yeah. It's all about leadership. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was interesting when I learned that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, before we let you go, uh, kind of the question we'd like to ask everybody, it's open-ended, and uh, what's your why? Why do you love – why do you love doing this? Well, I don't know – I'm going to say this, and I do love what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, tell, I told my wife for years she used to get mad at me because I was off, ready to get up, ready to go yeah. to work, just enjoy being around the kids. Enjoy impacting mm-hmm. kids' lives in some way, shape, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Not always good, but, <laughs> but you know, enjoy impacting kids' lives, and, and it, I think it keeps you young, mm-hmm. hanging with kids all day. You know, yeah, they drive you crazy at yeah. times, but but when they do something good, yeah. and you know, you had an impact on that. That's to me, that's pretty good. Uh, but I think the big thing is with me, whatever the profession would mm-hmm. be, is you know, I, I love. My favorite part of football is Sundays, hmm. breaking somebody down, yeah. figuring out a game plan, mm-hmm. and then watching the kids excel and win the game yeah. with the game plan. Right. That, to me, is the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. It's you the know, chess so. of it. That's right. That's the chess match of it. Yeah. And I think being able to do that <clears throat> multiple times, uh, because I'm not, I don't think I'm on, at the pinnacle of my success. Yeah. I don't think I'm one of the top dogs in the state. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I get to say, okay, at least that year, mm-hmm. I did it better than everybody else. Yeah. Now, well, I may not be the smartest. I may not be the top dog. But during that mm-hmm. one, those four times, I did it better than everybody. Yeah. And that's to, the why for me is to, be, yeah. to to come up against other coaches mm-hmm. and go, okay, let me see if I can coach in this game yeah. better than you do. And I may not. You know, yeah. that's to tell me and Duff, you know, Cartersville – we just can't seem to get by them <laughs> in whatever eight tries, nine yeah. tries. We, and it's been over several different head mm-hmm. coaches. It wasn't just, it's just been, I don't know. We just can't get by them for some reason, Yeah, you know, and, and that's a testament to their program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of the why is, you know, getting into the chess match and then to see if I can yeah. do it better than you do it. I may not can, that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to learn from that and yeah. move on, but that's kind of my why. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you taking time to talk with us, and uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you as coach here, and best of luck. Appreciate it, Chris. This has been an official podcast of Fayette County Public Schools. For more stories from our district, visit us online at fcboe.org, where you can also find links to our social media channels. If you know someone you would like to see featured on a future episode, email us at dunn.chris at fcboe.org. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for joining us on the Honor Roll. Class dismissed.